Hello, and welcome to Serious About Sustainability, a podcast series brought to you by Mitsubishi Electric's Ikadan Air Source Heat Pump. I'm Max Halliwell from Mitsubishi Electric, and this is a series of podcasts all about renewable home heating. We'll be covering a range of topics from the perspective of UK homeowners, self-builders, contractors, and housing associations. Our show today is called Social Housing, Affordable Warmth. My guest is Rob Hicks, Innovation Manager at Sovereign Housing. Welcome, Rob. Good to see you again. Hi, Max. Great to see you. Thanks for the invite. I've been really looking forward to it. Uh, The subject's really dear to our hearts at Sovereign. Let's let's just talk about um, how this journey started for you, because we've been working with you for about 10 years now. Is it something like that? Yes, a little over 10 years. Um, We were early adopters and used a lot of systems, uh, got uh, probably we've got now about a thousand air source in wow. at the moment. So and uh, looking to do more next year as well, a considerable amount next year. So let's talk about how your journey started and um, why you started installing air source heat pumps. Quite intrigued by what the starting point was at Sovereign and you as innovation manager and the decisions you made and the choices you made at that time. Yeah, so I think straight away it was about curiosity of new technology and what that could actually achieve for us in a long term, because the picture we see, the landscape we see, is always long term. We have homes for you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, one yep. generation, second generation. Um, so we see a much longer picture than perhaps uh, some other types of organizations. So our journey started around that level of curiosity to see what these type of new systems could do. They were originally put in the green bling agenda. And probably people misunderstood them to start with. And uh, I think that had a double-edged effect. It both helped and hindered in both ways. It helped because it created curiosity, but it hindered because people thought, oh, that's going to be special. That's going to be difficult. That isn't what I'm used to. So we had those barriers to break down as well. Because, so, it, was, because it was new or not understood? What was the... I think it's that whole new um, people are... Uh, I wouldn't say frightened of change, but uh, are obviously wary of change and want to make sure that they change for the right type of thing. And for us, changing meant absolutely providing affordable warmth. Okay. That's so a that nice was, term, affordable warmth. Yeah, it's a lovely yeah. term. Yeah. really describes um, the key elements for us. So taking, uh, translating the energy efficiency of a home into what that really means in practical terms for people that live there. So affordable as in trying to create a level platform so all homes as, are as affordable as we can make them at that point. And then can we make them even more affordable uh, and provide the right level of warmth, thermal comfort, uh, to create great customer satisfaction? So what type of warmth rating have we got at the moment? Is it a zero when there's a zero to five scale, a zero being quite poor or one, or is it a four or a five? What does that feel like for someone who... Um, it's a home first and foremost. And, you know, that's the, that's the specifics of affordable warmth, translating energy efficiency. So, so what, does that, what does that actually mean? Um, just explain that a bit further. Because if, if I was in a property and you're talking about affordable warmth, so one of your, one of your tenants sat there, um, they need to afford. How do you measure? What, how did you get to the point of measuring and deciding what was affordable and what was comfortable? That's a... 
So it's probably quite a big question. But. It's a massive question. So there's always the, um, the the subjective condition of use. That's people how people use homes, houses, buildings, who people that are warm or cold, um, the the size of the building. There's so many factors to that. But really, you need to condense it down into being able to provide a home that can deliver different levels of thermal comfort and different levels of affordability. Okay. But hopefully yep. if you drop into the norm, you would have a, an affordable warmth um, or a home that had a great energy efficiency rating. So we looked, how would we measure that from a technical perspective? Well, whether you love them or hate them, an, an EPC rating for a home provides you with that metric of measurement. Bree, I believe Bree created the measurement and that's what we use. Do you want to just explain... Um some of our viewers, or sorry, listeners, because this is a podcast, uh, will want to know what an EPC is and means. Yeah, absolutely. So an energy performance certificate created by um, uh, an energy assessor would go out to a home, measure certain critical parts of it, and come up with a magic number that would be translated into a band. So no different to fridges, freezers, air source heat pumps, Everything you buy oh, okay. has an energy rating. Oh, so are these the, um, the green? Yeah, the absolutely. Amber, yeah. So you've yeah. got your A, your B, your C, your D, your yeah. E, your F, your G. So right, obviously, so you've got the same for a property. Then. Yeah. So if you get to A, 100 points, net zero. So actually, that home is, is not uh, consuming energy. It's a net zero. And as you go down, you're consuming more and more energy. So the link is the more and more energy you consume, the more cost it is okay. for that home. Yeah. So I understand that um, part of your – let's just go back up, um, to that affordable warmth then. Okay, so when you decided to come up with this strategy of affordable warmth, um, how did heat pumps and other technologies – what was your what was your process from there then in terms of the introduction of these new technologies? And I understand you did some trials, is that right? Yeah, we did some trials, but prior at the same time as doing trials, we wanted to understand the whole landscape. So we took – uh, we took our property portfolio and looked to see what what most homes would drop into. So they would drop into a house or a bungalow or a flat. And that could be of a solid wall construction, a cavity wall construction or timber framed. We then looked at all the EPCs and how they're created for those archetypal buildings with all the different types of solutions you could do to see basically what points you got for every type of technology and every type of measure. So we could actually work out what the best recipe looked like. Okay. And bring it back to very simple terms that if you and I were sat down in a pub and you said to me, Rob, um, I really want to get my house as energy efficient as possible. What do you think we could do? I go, okay, you need to look at the fabric first, Max. What, uh, you know, what type of house do you live in? Oh, I live in a house cavity wall. Have you got cavity wall insulation? Is it effective? Yes, one, two. What type of double glazing have you got? Yes, I've got double glazing. Brilliant. Do you have loft insulation? Yes, I have 300 millimeters of loft insulation. Fantastic. So the next two things are then about pick the great heating system to go with it. Understand it so that you can use it. So there's end user education, understanding, so you can really maximize the efficiency from it. And Really work hard at selecting a great tariff to go with it. You can't underestimate the difference you can get in tariffs for 
the electricity or the gas you're going to consume. So that gave you a recipe, a really easy way to understand a house. Yeah, so essentially, um, in summary, what you're saying there is you're, you're ensuring that the property is as thermally efficient as it can be to start with yep. before you invest in this second type of technology. And then you're then looking at obviously um, installing the heat pump and then collect, um, getting the right tariff to go with that technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, a, a one pence difference in tariff. So you say I sign up for my electric and it's yep. 14 pence, but actually I can get it for 13 pence. I'll probably save myself about 60 pounds. Yeah, well worth having. Yes. So there's um so while we're while we're building up this picture of how, how you, you got to this affordable warmth and started introducing heat pumps into the properties. Um so you started with a trial, then obviously Sovereign were happy or you were happy with the results you were seeing and the, the transfer. Let's just talk about those first steps and that transformation where you obviously got people living in these houses, I presume. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So let's just talk about how that process went. So you've got people probably on what storage heaters and yeah. Let's just talk a little bit about how how that went for sovereign and the tenants. So understanding what type of heating system we could potentially put into what what type of home to get the greatest level of affordability for for an off gas grid region was key. So we looked then to trial it and set a benchmark where we said this is what we expect we're going to get. And after the year, did we get it? And learn all the way through with our residents. So uh, we set up a trial. We did it for one year. It was a very small trial um, based around bungalows, um, six of them. We also linked in a trial on connectivity, which was a slightly larger trial, which we can talk about a little later, um, and looked at what what they were experiencing straight away from, from affordable warmth. How much did it cost them to actually live in those bungalows and what type of warmth did they get for their money? Um, were they able to heat all of the rooms or was it just one room? Primarily the air source have really been targeted at those old style electric storage heating homes, bungalows and houses, um, flats we can do. They're a little bit more difficult because it's the siting of the outdoor unit, which can be a bit more complicated. Um, but the, the trial really set a standard that we understood all the nuances and all the finite detail of what the data that came out of it told us against the theoretical work we'd done at looking at all the different types of EPC iterations against archetype. The Mitsubishi Electric Ikadan air source heat pump switched from fossil fuels like oil, LPG and storage heaters to clean, renewable home heating. Visit ultraquietikadan.co.uk for more information. Ikadan, serious about sustainability. On the um, trial, um, let's talk about sovereign and your infrastructure and um, facing the new technology. Um, so sovereign would have worked with a contractor who could install um, the Ecodan air source heat pumps. Um, and in terms of um, any barriers of putting in a heat pump compared to some of the other fossil fuel-based systems, I presume you were considering as well. Um, let's explore what that means to Sovereign in terms of uh, the contract and the type of person you were using to um, install the technology and then the communication with the clients of how that technology works for them. So for the trial, um, 
we uh, went out to the residents um, with our, our resident engagement teams, went and spoke to them. And exactly like you say, there was, you know, there were some people that knew about it, others that didn't know anything. There was a, oh, I've heard they're really good. There was a, oh, I've heard they're really bad. And we had to try and break down those barriers bit by bit. So we, we took them through what an air source can do, uh, have an incumbent contractor that we've been with for a long time, AP Faulkner, local company, done some great installations for us and continuing to do that work for us. And you can't underestimate the quality of installation. It needs to be absolutely perfect. And then you get longevity. Yes. It's yeah. a key point, key point quality. Um, they came with us to talk about their experiences, not only with us, but with other providers, uh, whether that was private clients, uh, whether that was other um, social housing providers. Um, we took our residents through that journey. Um, we then obviously explained what that journey looks like. We have some guides that do that. We used your um, DVDs that people could dip in and out of to think about the stuff that they wanted to think about. And then we we took them through what we thought would be the outcomes. Uh, and we were especially attentive to understanding because we wanted to understand ourselves how much value was on understanding the heating system and also about tariff selection. And if I could take one thing away from that trial for me was how people really need to think about tariff selection and the willingness to swap and really look for a good deal. It makes such a big difference. So without mentioning any specific companies, let's just talk about tariff selection for the tenants. Is that something that you as sovereign recommend or do you say to your tenants, look, if you search around, you are going to see quite a benefit because you're now on an electrically driven system. And as you said earlier, a one pence difference in tariff is going to make quite a difference to your bill. Is that something you leave the tenants to do or something that you can recommend? So we, uh, we can't recommend any particular company at the moment. I'd like us to consider our position and maybe the possibility of being able to offer uh, that as a service. I think it would be a great thing for us. But what we can do is try to open people's eyes to the necessity to do it and continue to do it, looking at tariffs and swapping. So what we did on the trial uh, for our own learning as well is to understand do people really know how to swap? Um, and we found a real, a real difference, a real surprising difference. There wasn't, there wasn't an, any particular age range. It was just whether people had got into it and been shown it and shown how simple it can be and understand it. But it did really bring us down to a couple of factors. Understanding exactly how many kilowatt hours you use for your home and then understanding the tariff that's available for your postcode and are there any types of tariff where you would instantly get to the cheapest option so if you do dd you do if you can do online you can do paperless um, and sign up for a reasonable period of time 12 months 18 months you usually find the, the best type of tariff and potentially not be frightened to swap away from the big six there's some great little energy providers out there. Um, and, and the cost saving is, is, is huge. Um, yeah, that's very true because without, without mentioning um, any names from my behalf, I've noticed it's one of these smaller companies who's just started doing a heat pump 
specific tariff and we expect others to follow the suit um, because naturally you've got a heat pump, you're, you're generally living in an all-electric home um, and then like you know, it's fair that you should be given a decent tariff. Um, so on the, on the tenant side, I think, back to the trial and living with a heat pump, um, and the connectivity side of things. Let's talk about um, a couple of services we offer. First one, Mail Cloud, which is our web-based app, which can be used to monitor the performance of Ecodan heat pumps. Yeah, so uh, the Mail Cloud we used for uh, for monitoring those systems every month, getting data so we could uh, find our own outcomes for the amount of kilowatt hours that we use, the efficiencies or the uh, seasonal efficiency of the, the pumps, um, the temperatures that were used in the rooms, all that type of stuff. And then we could came, came out and compared them against what the EPC said we would end up with. Brilliant. And there's related to that, there's a second service which sits on the back of MailCloud because it's due to connectivity called Mail Console, which is a, a maintenance-based service um, with our colleagues up in Manchester. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, so we're really excited about that service, um, the console, because that allows us to think about our uh, predictive, responsive, and cyclical maintenance and finding efficiencies and increasing customer service through through that application, through that tool. So in practical terms, what that meant was uh, from predictive, if something were was going to be going wrong, fan was slowing down, we'd know for it beforehand we could organized to go there so there'd be no interruption in service to a, to a resident, our customer. So that'd be really great service. Uh, responsively, if something did go wrong, um, then we would know what part we could actually go with. We could redirect the correct engineer to go there that may have that part. Um, that would cut down on potentially the mileage for vans or the environmental issues that come with that. The diesel used, uh, when we move over to electric, that's even more critical because they won't be so easily charged that type of stuff um and then the the actual cyclical bit of it looking at if we were monitoring them uh could we uh make that uh maintenance check far more simple right brilliant brilliant i can see the advantages so rob you've really painted a fantastic take us through the whole journey it's been a fantastic conversation and um, just just to really finish off you started and the, the name of the podcast is affordable warmth which um i just love that whole concept is, is that still a driver all the way through your strategy in terms of has that continued as a philosophy through something? yeah i think it has to be because um everything we do should be for our customers um and for our customers they want a home and it must be a home they want a security of a home they want somewhere they can be really comfortable living and that should be a right for everybody you know yeah. to live in a great home have a great environment and that provides all the ability uh, to be able to be socially mobile. It's just, it is the bedrock of it. So that's understanding that if we provide really efficient homes, energy efficient homes, it's no different to fridges and freezers and tellies and all that type of stuff, that what that really means to a resident. So if I give you a really energy efficient home, I give you a really affordable home. And if it's affordable, um, it, it will be a place that you really want to enjoy and live uh, live in and be uh, really comfortable. Rob, thank you. That's been a, a brilliant journey you've taken us today. So th thank you very much for coming in. That's all right. Thanks and, uh, very much. Thanks yeah, for having me. It's yeah, been great. It's good been a really good uh, chit chat. Thank you. So there you have it. Social housing, affordable warmth. 
And if you'd like to find out more about Sovereign Housing and the incredible work they're doing, visit sovereign.org.uk. Thank you all for listening. Check out the other episodes in this series and please share, subscribe, rate and review the Ecodan series about sustainability podcast. Until next time, goodbye.